But the verse that God gave me leading today was Matthew 28. Verse 18, really well known, I know, but it says, All, th- all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth, Jesus said. So he's, he's about to leave. The last thing he says to his followers is, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. In other words, I've got the control. It's all good. All right? And that really speaks to what Rhea was saying um, about, you know, you know there's a promised land, but where do you go? They achieved the promised land by following what God did. Yeah, he led them by cloud during the day, pillar of fire at night. In other words, God was leading them in where they needed to go and took them into their promised land. But let me then pick up on the complacency side. So if you want to know where you need to go, you need to be hanging out with Jesus. And as you engage him, as you engage heaven, and you get heaven's perspective. Because what steals that drive? I mean, what stole from I mean, the Israelites? I mean, they went there, they got to the edge of the promised land. And it's interesting when they came back 40 years later that Rahab, the prostitute they were talking to in there, she says, you know, our hearts melted. In other words, we had no resistance to what, when we heard what God had done with the Egyptians, she says, we had nothing to fight back. They could have just walked in and taken the land. They weren't even, there wasn't even a fight in the people they were up against because they'd heard what God had done and it just beat, the, beat them up. It was just too much. But in 40 years, the devil had time to build resistance in them. So when they came back 40 years later, there was a resistance because that devil had time to work and to come back against what God had already done. God had prepared the way already and they missed it because they weren't following what God was going to do and they're looking with their natural eyes rather than going up into heaven and seeing what Heaven's perspective was. They just saw the mountain. All right? So you need to be following God, but then there's an action on that. Often we follow God and we, we let him lead us, but we get complacent in that. Because the next bit of that, you know, his authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go, therefore. There's got to be an action in what you do. To enter into what God has to you, you actually have to do something. All right? And that's why we're taught learning how to hear from God, how to engage heaven, how to govern over our own area. And you know, the last couple of weeks we talked about um, you know, getting an area in your life and then getting a word from God and speaking that word over that area. And I'm going to give you another week of doing that. Next week we're going to come together and we're going to talk about how that's going. All right? Because you've got to have an action in what you do. You know, we're doing the read through the Bible using the read scripture thing. The thing is, you have to actually do it. And we have this complacency thing that if it's going to happen, God will make it happen. If it's God's will, it's going to happen. Let me tell you right now, just because it's God's will doesn't mean it's going to happen. And if you don't believe me, look at Adam and Eve. Was it God's will that they sin? Absolutely not. Was it God's will for the Israelites to step into the promised land the first time? Of course it was. But did they happen? No. Why? Because they got out of step with what God was doing. And there's an action and we can get complacent and go, if it's going to happen, God's going to make it happen. No, if it's going to happen, God's going to make it happen through you. Because he said, all authority is mine, now you go. Therefore, I make disciples of all nations. We have to do our part for God's will to come about. Yeah? Yeah. God's word doesn't return void. It always accomplishes what it went out to do. 
But how quick it happens is really depends on us. I think we blame God for delays that are sometimes ours. Yeah? Because we're not doing, we become complacent, we, we start to look with natural eyes rather than stepping into heaven and getting a spiritual view of what he wants to do. So my word, encouragement to you this week is to go out, take the word that God has given you about the situation, that verse. And for those of you who weren't here, what we did was, and you can jump on Facebook and you can watch it again, you know, or you can jump on SoundCloud and you can listen to it. It's under Dale and my names. And you can hear what we did. But what we did basically was we said, okay, pick an area in your life. We focused around finances or health. We said, get one verse. Let God give you one verse. And then you speak that verse morning and night over your situation and keep speaking it. You don't have to add anything else to it. You just speak that one verse in that situation. I know this is simple because I was doing it with Isaac yesterday and he started doing it. Right? He's got some people that, you know, where he does his horse riding that he wants to see come to know Jesus. And so he's got, God gave him John 3.16. And so he's speaking John 3.16 over their lives. Because the power of God's word, power of God's word, it is powerful and effective and accomplishes what it was set forth to do. Our problem is we get complacent and we start to not use our faith and build our faith because as you speak that word of God, it builds faith in you. And it positions you where God is for that situation. You, know, you look at Joshua and Caleb and you think, why were they positioned and the other ten spies weren't? Well, if you read what Joshua did, whenever Moses came out of the tent of meeting, Joshua would go in. What was he doing? He was in the presence of God. He was putting the word of God in. He was engaging God and so when it came time for the battle, he was the man. Everyone else, what were they doing? Too busy grumbling about no food and no this and no that. They became complacent. And wanted to go back. God wants to take you forward. He's got more for you. But you have to follow him and you have to do what he says and you have to take your part of speaking the word of God in that situation, of putting that word of God in. That's why we're doing the read through the scripture. So you're putting the word of God in, the whole word of God. You know? That's why we're speaking the word of God in the situation because that is the power of God in action. Yeah? We're taking small steps. And if we can't get these steps done, we can't do everything else God has for us to do. You know, Luke says, if we, if we can't actually handle these things, how can he give us true riches? Yeah? And it doesn't matter how long you've been in church and how long you've been believing God and stuff, it's are we actually stepping into what he's doing or have we become complacent and think, oh, God's going to do it and we throw prayers up? hoping that something happens. No, we need to build faith and activate faith. And that's by taking that word and speaking in that situation. Just one verse. Not 25, just one verse that God says about the situation and you speak it in that situation. And a friend of mine who was, um, you know, if I said who they were, you'd know who they were, but they were trying to get this bit of land and they were fighting, you know, council was fighting them, community was fighting, everyone was fighting and it was just ridiculous. This this thing that used to be a whole lot of chook pens. And they bought this massive land and it was just this, in the middle of nowhere, and yet people kept fighting them to get, just get on this land and put their church on that land. And they went through like 10, 12 years of just 
you know, they bought the land, but they couldn't settle it. It was just, then when they finally got to settle, they weren't allowed to build this. They couldn't do that. It was just ridiculous stuff, time after time. And he said, God, he said, God gave him one verse. He said, it didn't even make sense. I can't remember what the verse was, but it didn't even make sense to do with this land. But this was the one verse that God gave him. And he said he was just sitting in a meeting and they had a guest speaker and he was just sitting there and, and God, this verse has dropped within him. And he, so he just started speaking and he just started quietly muttering in the front row. And he said after about the third or fourth time, he said he could see this big, this was this green demon, the only way he can describe it, standing in front of him. And he got a revelation that this demon had been opposing them all this time. And he says as he's just sat there speaking this word and speaking this word just quietly, he said he could see this thing, it sort of tried to rise up and then it just started getting smaller and smaller. And he just kept doing that over a couple of days. Just keep, all he said was just spoke that verse that God gave him, just kept speaking it. And he could see in the spirit that this demon was just getting weaker and smaller and smaller. And within two weeks, they had all the approvals they needed to build on that land. And this was after like it was about 14 years, I think it was, somewhere around that, that they'd been fighting for this. He said within two weeks, it was all sorted. That's what the power of a word from God can do. And so you might have things you've been fighting for, for years. Don't get complacent around it. Get a word from God and speak it in that situation and hold that word because it will shift what's there. That's what a word of God. But you need to be doing the word of God. See, too often we try and build our faith and we pray into it and speak these words and throw every verse we can think of at it and you know, work up our faith. But it's not by might, it's not by power. It's by the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God responds within the Word of God. It says that when you speak the Word of God, the angels respond to that because it's the Word of God. And the angels respond and step into that. So we're going to talk about that next week. So you've got one more week of doing that to see how that goes for you. All right? Be putting in, reading the scripture and engaging around that. But don't get complacent. This is our year of stepping up. This is our year of engaging. It means when we come together, I'm not sure what's going to happen every week. All right? But we're going to learn to do this together and not just be sitting back and oh, someone else will take it there. We're going to learn how to do this together. Is it confronting? Absolutely. A little bit scary? Of course it is. Does it push us out of a comfort zone? I really hope so. Because it's time that we got out of our comfort zone and into our authority zone where we're doing what God made us to do. Yeah? Because he's got some absolutely huge plans for each one of us as well as us together. But if we keep sitting back and just having a good time in Jesus, there's nothing wrong with having a good time in Jesus as long as there's action on the end of it. But I think we miss the action bit. Yeah? We become consumers. Let's not be consumers, let's be world changers. Yeah? But that means we've got to get uncomfortable. That we've got to change something in our lives. You can't keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. So let's start doing what we need to do to bring heaven on earth. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, it was prophesied over WA years ago. And I remember hearing Yongi Cho in, in 2000. It's funny because it was on the east coast of Australia, so it was quite hilarious. And we were the only WA people in the whole room. Yeah. Of about 700 people, I think it was. 
And he stood up there and he started prophesying that the next great move of God, a revival, would actually be in Australia. He said it actually flows in a certain way. And it said, it's interesting, he said revivals tend to flow west to east. And Dal and I said, yes. Actually, no, we were about 2,000 people in this room, actually, in this auditorium. Yeah, and Dal and I went, yes. And you can see everyone else going, Because oh. <laughs> he'd been talking about revival for about 20 minutes. Everyone's going, yeah, yeah. About revival in Australia, yeah, yeah. And then this is going to start in the West. And it really talked about, and it's been prophesied, Smith Wigglesworth prophesied back when he was alive about the revival coming out of Western Australia. It's been prophesied for a long time. And we can sit back and go, oh, God's going to do it. You know, every revival I've seen, God uses people. Yeah? Every time he's done something, he's stirred up people to do that. And so I think it's about we time we bring in what God wants to do here. Yeah? And revival starts with word and prayer. Because what it is is about God changing us. And as he changes us, then he can use us to change what's around us. And if you look through history, God used very ordinary people with some serious flaws. Yeah? You don't believe me, look through the Bible. I mean, seriously, there's some serious flaws. I mean, David was a murderer and an adulterer. He grabs a woman who's married, gets her pregnant and kills her husband. Now, if you knew someone like that, is that someone you really want to be associated with? And he's a man described as someone after God's own heart? See, we get put off this. But you read these guys in the Bible. That's what they did. It's all out there for you to read. I mean, Moses was a murderer. He killed a guy. That's why he fled Egypt. There's some messed up people in the Bible. And there are heroes of faith, Hebrew calls them. You know what I mean? So you don't have to have it all together. You just need to have a heart after God. And know that God wants to change you. You can sit back and go, I can't because of this. Or you can go, you know what? God can change me. And God can make me what I need to be. And despite of my failings, God doesn't see me through my failings and my weaknesses. He sees me through Jesus. He sees me as love. Yeah? So we need to act on that. And stop seeing ourselves through our failings, but seeing ourselves through Jesus. And that starts through the Word of God. Yeah? So let's start there. This week, morning and night, take a situation, whatever it is, take that word of God and speak it into it. Let's shift ground. As we start shifting our personal life, we're going to start then shifting it in our corporate life and we're going to start to shift this state and this nation. Yeah? Because it's about ready, I reckon. It's about time.